Hello and welcome to another episode of Millennials with Mikes. I'm Aaron Mason. And I am Christian Stevens. And today we are talking about a fun, fun, fun topic. <laughs> Very fun. Um, it is It is kind of fun. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. Not interesting for everybody, but I think it is interesting for a lot of people. Fun facts. Um, we are talking about understanding non-belief. Yes. Um, going into the what's and why's of things like atheism, agnosticism, spirituality, pantheism, things like that. Right. Um, hopefully better defining the words and the terms for a lot of people. Yeah. Who, because I mean, uh, you know, atheist, agnostic, pantheist, spirituality, what the fuck is it all? You know? It's, right. There's a lot of gray areas. A lot of people might think like if you're a non-believer, you go, you kind of go in one branch. Mm-hmm. When there's same thing with like, I guess Christianity. There's multiple branches of that. There's multiple branches of non-believers, mm-hmm. and we don't all see eye to eye. And think sure eye to eye. So there's more to it than just you know A versus B or something like that. There, so. very much so. Um, and you know with atheism and agnosticism it's those two in a lot of people's minds overlap quite a bit right and it's we're really wanting to define in those two particular instances really clarify the two meanings exactly and then Really show the other differences after that. Show the differences into pantheism, spirituality, mm-hmm. and how, from a lot of atheist perspective, those aren't those are forms of belief only in technicality only in some instances. Um, but let's jump in. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, we want to ask the question: What is non-belief? When we're talking about it, as far as this episode right Mm -hmm. so we're defining non-belief as the lack of belief in deities and or to a to a certain extent the supernatural Mm -hmm. um more than just the rejection of religion right it goes because that obviously you could very much because there are a great number of people who do i mean both of us at one point in time, I think we're on the spectrum of not agreeing with or supporting organized religion, but still believing in God in some form. However, briefly, I think we were both on that page for a while. I think it was like in um, 2013, when was it going to LCB, Lacordo Blue? Mm-hmm. And it was during that branch where I was kind of like politically too. Yeah. But. You know, before I, when I was going less and less to church, it was more of an anti-organized religion, fundamentalism mm-hmm. type, church attendee type hypocrisy that I was against versus the lack of belief in a God. Yeah. And then yeah. it later. It morphed. And into. I tell people, it's not like an easy just one day you're, you believe one day you just don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe for some people, but, but for a lot, it's an kind it's of an evolutionary process. Yeah. process. And it took me a few years yeah. to get from that to that. And everyone's everyone's process is a little different mm-hmm. in this regard, too. True. You know, for for me, it started 
questions and problems that had been there for a long time as far as religion and God. Oh, yeah. That, for me, morphed into, as to where for you, that morphed into, from that to, or from questions to, well, organized religion isn't the best thing to, maybe God isn't the best thing. Yeah. For me, I had an extra step in there of, because I stopped, I called myself an agnostic a couple of years after you did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had that extra step that really did. It took two or three years that I thought, well, maybe I have all these questions. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's Southern Baptists that have it wrong. <laughs> maybe another denomination would be a better fit for me. Sure. Which I explored. I you And know, you've dipped your toes into different types of churches too with your grandfather yes. and things like, like that. My so whole... You've... My whole life, I had. Yeah. And so, I was like, well, I maybe the Southern Baptist Church, now that I'm an adult, maybe the Southern Baptist denomination just isn't the right one for me. Right. So, and that's at, at that point in time, I had been going through, I'd already taken a few uh, religion classes in college. And that? And I yeah. took a few more, and I had really come to the conclusion that either the traditional Lutherans or mainline Episcopalians, uh, the high church Episcopalians, I guess. One of the, some people would say, proto-Catholic denominations. Um, that One of those were the right ones for me. I will say they have more fun than Baptist, and they like <laughs> to drink a lot more. Any of them have more fun more. than Baptist, practically. Yeah. Until you get to your Pentecostals and uh, non-denominationals. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did settle on, you know, um, for a while at least, on Episcopalians, mm. Episcopalianism being the one for me. I didn't go every week. Um, by the point that I, at the time that I reached that conclusion, um, my grandfather was far, far enough in Alzheimer's that he wasn't able to go to church. And so, yeah. while the rest of my family went to church, I quote-unquote, had to um, go be at the house with him right, just to make that. sure. Mm-hmm. So it that was really good in one form because, like, I wasn't able to really go down the road. It's good now, I feel like, because that really is what paved the way, I think, a quicker way to the atheist agnostic spectrum that, I'm on now. Um, but I did have that extra step in there. That All that's to say, I did have that extra step. Mm-hmm. I did consider throughout that whole time of looking at another denomination, I was considering the possibility that maybe there's not a God. Um, and then, of course, mm-hmm. I did eventually reach that conclusion. Um, I don't know when, necessarily, like, See, I can't pinpoint funny. a time. I don't remember that either. Like, I remember when Edward and I would have different discussions, and he would, and I had a lot of thought of that after watching uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah about instead of calling terming God as God, I would say Creator mm-hmm. when I when we were talking about religion and stuff like that. I was like, well, the Creator. Da, 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 da. He always found it interesting when I said Creator, Creator. Like, yeah. And I think that's one of the first little. Nitbits was changing mm-hmm. his term or 
you know, God, deity, whatever, to creator. And then it slowly, slowly just became where it's like, it's more, I found more evidence and truth Mm -hmm. through evolution, science, facts, and history. Yeah. Where it just, and the, just the absurdity of the Bible to where it's just like, well, come on, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think I finally just chose one more relying side than the other. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that just kind of like, at that point, it is at that point, you're like, I've literally do not read the Bible. I do not pray. I do not recognize. Yeah, it's kind of like how Neil Gosh Tyson says, it's like having a belief or not. I there's not evidence or facts or anything in my life to need. That, mm-hmm. I guess, and that's kind of how I see that. Yeah, and, and like I said, you don't really know, like, like I can remember the pinpoints of where I was like going from being a believer and churchgoer to like going to church less. Then mm-hmm. slowly believing less. Then next thing you know, it's like you're you're just like, and you know you just don't. Yeah, and it's everyone's path is a little different. We'll get into some reasons why people don't believe later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I can't. Neither of us can really pinpoint the specific point in time. I could give you like a couple of years range. You oh know. yeah, it was definitely somewhere in 2013 for me. And for me, it was more in the 2016 range, 2015, 2016, yeah, I remember that. something like that. Because um, I don't think I really like. I know we discussed even back when we were because we met in Sunday school, mm-hmm. and we would start giving ourselves like real world type of conversations about politics and films and like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and sometimes even our younger years we were just kind of like not sure if we were both should be discussing things because not knowing what each of us felt yeah or thought at the time and then slowly slowly kind of like gradualizes and then you get more comfortable talking about this and this and this and this and then yeah and i think during that time i wasn't sure like because i knew you obviously went to church with your grandpa and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i respected that and all that kind of stuff and i didn't we were both kind of learning where our grounds were going at and uh and I think after that, I was just kind of like, not really sure where you solidified mm-hmm. as much because I don't. I think you were still searching. Yeah, and I could tell. I I, and was. I gave that patient window of like, let them figure it out, you know. Because it religion played a, it's played a big part of mm-hmm. my life and my family's life going back generations. Yeah, I mean, my dad. My mom and dad have taught Sunday school for many years. Your dad's a deacon? He's a deacon now. Um, a lot of missionary work. He's gone on mission trips. My grandfather was a Sunday school teacher and a deacon for a lot of his life. Yeah. Um, his father, both of my both of my great-grandfathers on my mom's side. Um, one of them, my mom's, my mom's mom's dad was a pastor for many, many years. And my mom's dad's dad was a deacon in his church. Mm. Physically built churches together, um, things like that. Yeah. And other great grandparents, you know, great great grandparents and things like that were pastors and involved in church. So it goes very deep back in my family, and it was very much a part of who I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, you know, the road to non-belief is not easy no matter what. Um, like, well, but, if you grew up in a non-belief 
household and stuff like mm. like a lot of people who are non-believers mm-hmm. have they go up in like a liberal pro like yeah just yeah you know, that's easier the and statistics more organic of going from growing up in a believing household to, to being a non-believer as an adult the statistics for that happening are incredibly slim yeah in part because of how difficult of a transition that can be both Absolutely. for yourself and family presenting that to your family yeah like you know coming out of the closet in your own like anti religion format for a lot of people yeah. you know it for anybody who's had to come out of the closet in the lgbtq spectrum yeah it seems like something so little to have to come out as an atheist or non-believer but it it is not easy not easy especially it's, in a southern baptist yeah when you grow up in the state and bible belt and, yeah and, the buckle of the bible belt fucking texas yeah but any anywhere no matter where you're coming out a, and you know we in the united states have it easy because there are places in the world the middle east africa to where if you're an admitted atheist or a non-believer you're you'll be killed and, yeah absolutely so like we have it easy i mean you could say the same thing for homosexuality um people who yeah. are out homosexuals will also be killed yeah. um so in both instances, we have it better in the U.S. than a lot of other places do, but that doesn't mean it's easy by far. No, no, especially um, when you have a president who's trying to pass legislation that can make it harder for mm-hmm. atheists or LGBTQ to seek work and all sorts of and stuff. There's always shit like that. It's Texas is a state, according to the state. I mean, if anyone ever sued and took it to the Supreme Court. Chances are that it would be overturned, but according to the Texas state constitution, you have to profess the belief in a deity to be able to hold public office in the state of Texas. That's not surprising. According to the state constitution, an atheist cannot hold state office. That, of course, would never hold up in a federal court. No, I know. In Texas, like I said, that's not surprising, but as a nation, that is slowly, it's slowly drifting differently and not going to change like that over time but it yeah it it happens progress does happen progress does happen however slowly however slowly um so that's a little bit about us and our backgrounds um we'll talk more about that throughout and we have a later on after we define make some definitions and clarifications about them things we'll talk about why people not may not believe and things like that um, so non-belief, more than just the rejection of religion, non-belief is the lack of belief in any deities. Yeah. Um, religion, by religion we mean the adherence to rituals, practices, and or observances. Exactly. So then the big question is, talk to, or the big point then is the different types of non-belief. It's more than just atheism and agnosticism. Um, but even then those two words are questionable at times. Mm -hmm. So what is atheism? And atheism is the belief that God, gods do not exist. And that's not, you know, you know, anybody can get offended. Like, Oh, you don't believe in my God. Hey, don't take it personal. We don't believe in (laughs) any of God's or practices in buffoonery. So, and something that, um, you know, Ricky Gervais says... Says it perfectly. He does. Everyone is an atheist about exactly. some religion. 
I'm just an atheist about one more religion than you are. Yeah. I no matter what your one less is. God yep. than anybody. That's it. If there are a thousand gods out there and you're a Christian, you are an atheist about 999 gods. Exactly. I am an atheist about one more than you. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Whatever your reasoning is, I mean, of course, your reasoning if you're a Christian, if whatever your reason is for not believing in the other gods, is that yours is the one true God. That aside, your meth means and methods of proving that other gods don't exist mm-hmm. are the exact same for us with your God. Exactly. Yep. Oh, well, your God's never done this, this, and this. Oh, well, as an atheist, neither has yours. FYI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I do love that because it's very true. Um, there was another thing he said. He was on Stephen Colbert. They were talking about. Um, I remember this. <laughs> um, and he said, you know, they were talking about religion and God and science and everything like that. And Colbert asked something along the lines of, "You don't. You believe in science because someone told you, not because you worked out the math yourself and proved it to yourself like that." And it's the same with the Bible, right? And Ricky says, no, because if you destroyed, if there was a total apocalypse right now, and then mankind got back together and we were here in the same place we are now in a thousand years, all the science would come back. Yeah. That religion, what's in the Bible wouldn't. Yeah. Like as an atheist, we know that that would not happen. We know the science is there and it would come back. Yeah. Because we have figured that out. But what's in the Bible? And, you know, Christians would say, oh, well, they would both come back because the Bible's the one true thing. Well, as an atheist, no. Yeah. What's in the Bible wouldn't come back. It's a bunch of stories. If you destroyed them all and you destroyed everyone who ever knew anything kinda about it. Kind of reminds me of the book of Eli. Kind of, yeah. That apocalyptic one. There's like one last Bible mm-hmm. and it was in Braille. So only the blind man can read and it. You don't find out it's the Bible till the very end. Is the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's just the book or whatever. Yeah. And then... Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, exactly. Like, <laughs> So atheism is, and we'll get into why this part is important, but atheism is the belief that God or gods do not exist. Mm-hmm. Atheism is about belief in gods. Moving on to agnosticism. Agnosticism is the idea that we do not or cannot know for certain about the existence of gods. Right. Agnosticism, as to where atheism is about belief agnosticism is about knowledge yeah contrary to popular belief the popular belief is that atheists don't believe in gods agnostics believe we don't know whether god or god doesn't exist right and then believers exactly atheism and agnosticism are not inherently separate right um every agnostic is either a believer or a non-believer yeah you're on the spectrum and then you kind of tilt your ideology to a pro more so believe in a deity or more anti don't believe in a deity you know and you know the vast majority i would say 95 percent of people plus Mm -hmm. would be agnostics because even most believers would say everyone is an agnostic if they know it or not well they're not because there are people out there who will say on both sides of the spectrum 
I know 100% sure, sure that gods do not exist, or I know 100% sure that my god doesn't or does or doesn't exist. Be either of those statements right Without or wrong proof, is irrelevant. Either the fact or. that they believe with 100% yeah. certainty there's no change in their mind makes them mind. not yeah. agnostic. But the vast, vast, vast majority of people, almost everyone, would fall on the agnostic scale. Once like a baby's born agnostic and it's brought up to its teachings mm-hmm. and then that kind of delves into later of their yeah. Christian atheists and stuff like that. But like no one's born like, I'm a Christian, <laughs> I'm an atheist baby. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um so for that purpose, I would say that any agnostic who lives their life based on the fact that God or gods probably do not exist is an atheist. They would be right. an atheist agnostic, or they would be an agnostic atheist. Yeah. As are the vast majority of, quote, atheists. Yeah. There are very few atheists. There are some, but there are very few atheists who would say, oh, I know with 100% certainty God doesn't exist. Right. And it's even, and Ricky Gervais even admits that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, most Ricky Gervais, uh, Give Richard me Dawkins. test tube of proven molecules or particles mm-hmm. of some sort of deity, and then you've changed my mind. Yeah. Give me a there, shred of evidence. There are very few skeptics, no matter what kind of skeptic or non-believer yeah, you are. Yeah. There are very few skeptics who are just so... Would not change their mind with evidence. Exactly. As to where there are very few believers who would and change their mind with the lack of evidence. Not saying there aren't, you know, people of belief who don't like to be expanding their mind and knowledge and stuff. Sure, because there are. There are. I will say a perk about one good thing is that most agnostic, atheist-scaled people you know are ones who rely and believe and trust science, Mm -hmm. read a bunch of books, understand history, and are always ever, like, your brain's a sponge soaking yeah. in knowledge and we are always if it's about whatever we're reading and stuff always wanting to progress always wanting to expand and always wanting to learn mm-hmm. and even at our age we still learn new things and sure. we adapt and i think that's kind of like our clear conscience and mind of how we perceive our non-belief but also the world we live in humankind and all that kind of stuff we like information we like you know um, facts and we like sources and we enjoy mm-hmm. you know physical things like listening to other people's conversations opinions reading books uh, music what what have you yeah. you know and I think a lot of people not saying you would see eye to eye like how we do mm-hmm. but I think a lot more people would be a little more skeptical and a little bit more agnostic about how they see things if they put down their phone more and read more. Mm-hmm. Or if you stop listening to yourself and start listening to other people. Or read a book that's not the Bible or something exactly. written by James Check Dawson out something or... from someone else. See what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. Listen to scientists and like have an open mind. It's all about open-mindedness. Yeah. Really. And and like I said, there's plenty of believers who do who are bookworms and all that kind of stuff. But you know and just pick up the straws there the the other thing another interesting thing is you know there are 
as far as like science and everything goes, they're oh, there's a lot of believers. Like 70 percent yeah. of scientists across the globe Our profess belief in some sort of deity or higher power. power. Very like true. the vast majority of scientists are not atheists, contrary to popular belief. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people say that it's like faith versus science. I'm like, they're not you would inherently think, different. But no, a lot of faith people are proven the science. Yeah, because and they see it, and this can get icy and controversial. And at one point in my life, I I considered it too like this, like mm-hmm. you know, if God created all things, da, 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 mm-hmm. then He created the oxygen, nitrogen, science, and mm-hmm. the evolution. Yeah. And so people are like, you know, do you believe in the Bible or do you believe in the evolution? Like. Why couldn't it's your God either or create the evolution? Yeah, and a lot of people they call it Christian Science, and that's a whole different ballgame. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of partisan stuff don't want to see the mutual alignment of that. Yeah, it's either oh, if you believe in science, you're against my mm-hmm. anti-vaccine and all that kind of crap. And it's <laughs> you know, there's it's sad because. Yeah, You know, on one point, if you can get people to, if you can get religious people to accept the fact that, okay, science and religion aren't oil and water, then it's to the point of they're still trying to convert you to religion because, oh, well, if science and religion aren't incompatible, then there's no reason you can't believe in my God. It's never the other, it's very rarely the other way around. You know, C.S. Lewis was an atheist, and he became a Christian by trying to prove that God didn't exist. (laughs) And that's the thing, is that the other thing about non-belief is something that believers always say is, oh, well, you need to prove that God doesn't exist, not me proving that he does. (laughs) And that's, you can't prove a negative. It's yeah. you can okay you can prove a negative. It is very difficult to prove a negative. But like the thing about that argument is, there's no proof he does. That's our proof he doesn't. Yeah. Or you need to give us a proof that he does, and you have no proof that he and does. It's, it's objective. That's what believers always forget that's, is that it's objective proof experiences with you know oh i felt god after i prayed or i felt god when my mom was in the hospital and people were praying that's not objective you didn't need something (laughs) that you can something that one of these senses you need something you can hear see smell taste touch not like paul mccartney got so high on (laughs) lsd and mushrooms that he saw god and he's a believer because you tripped up some good drugs like no, no. <laughs> you need something that you can that you need something sensory hear see taste smell touch whatever you need something that you and another person mm-hmm. can who are not intoxicated like, oh, who are not that. anything like yeah, that sober-minded and you need that kind of proof without that kind of proof that it is not objective proof yeah it is not unbiased proof um and that's that's the issue that's that's frequently a disconnect between the religious and the non-religious and the non-believers and that reminded me of an interesting another like what can what a lot of um you know believers and 
all that would contradict and question on non-believers. And I heard this from Edward, and I've heard this from on Facebook from a friend of mine who is LGBTQ and who is a <laughs> firm God believer. But like the the idea of when you die, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if there is an afterlife and all that kind of stuff, would it be better to live your life believing in a God in the chance that there is an afterlife versus mm-hmm. not at all? And then if there was a hell, you risk damnation. And I'm like, again, it's just one of those things like it's, it doesn't. I'm going to live my life. It's all opinion based. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's. I always find that an interesting little, like, big, no. A big yeah. part of that is the fear of, the fear of consequences. Yeah. For actions. Um, Judgment. And the fear and of the unknown that. to a certain extent. Um, Which is a lot of what Christian driving belief is because the fear of the unknown and wanting to yeah. hope that if there is something or that they least, get there. The fear of exploring the possibility that God doesn't exist. It's the fear of fathoming it's the, the idea thing that of there the devil isn't. you know versus the devil you don't. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as that goes, like it just that's gonna be different from person to person. Yeah. Some people need the insurance policy. Like that eternal after life mm-hmm. insurance policy. Some people need that. And would rather possibly not be true to who they would be than risk not living forever mm-hmm. um and you know that's i think i feel like that's more so the case with evangelical oh yeah religious groups no matter whether it's christian oh um, yeah no. muslim any of the asian religion things like that i feel like that's more the case with the evangelical ones than with the mainline religions um, because most of the mainline religions, uh, Christianity, just for example, Catholics, mainline Protestants, you know, your Episcopals, your Lutherans, Methodists, whatever, they all drink. Most of them drink. You yeah. know, they, there's not, in the day-to-day lives, there's not that much different between a lot of those, a lot of the members of those denominations and non-believers. Yeah. Except for the fact that they go to church occasionally and they keep their insurance policy they keep the insurance policy and so like they're they're being more true to themselves than your oh, hardcore southern absolutely. baptists like we know are or any hardcore believers who, like your aunt kathy for instance yeah she's very cool but like you know your friend edward things like that like they are actively not living how they would want to. They would ideally want, like in a perfect or, world, no consequences. They're not living how they would want They to be. do, but not publicly. Because I could tell you the, the guilty sin closet stuff that they don't want to. Sure. You know. And everyone has a past, but like. Or a present. And a present. <laughs> but. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And that's, that's just a matter of, you know, again, it's a matter of do you need the insurance policy or not? A lot of people don't. A lot of people do. We don't, but and that's if do. you do, that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's I can understand the forcing fear it of on like, others. Huh? It's just a matter of forcing it on others is the thing. That's what they love to do, but don't like to return. Um, I mean, reciprocate. Yeah. And something else on this line before we go to our uh, break, 
That reminded me. And then I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck me. What were we talking about? The insurance policy. Uh-huh. And, um, God, I almost had it. <laughs> there was some... Fuck. Maybe we need to go to break now, and maybe I'll think of it by the time we come you back. You might. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that. All right. We'll take a quick... Okay, literally not 10 seconds after we hit the pause button. For real? <laughs> I thought of what my thought was. So, thinking about, you know, the morals and the insurance policy and not living true to yourself, along those lines, a lot of people, when having these religious debates, will say, okay... Well, if you don't believe in God or anything, why don't you rape and murder as much as you want? Right. <laughs> and the answer to that, and we're not the first people to say this, Ricky Gervais, right. Pendulet. Kind of refreshing the point, too. But the answer to that, why don't we rape and kill as much as we want? We do. Of course. The amount that we want to is zero. Is zero. And that's just and it goes really to the, one of the stupidest things. Like, and that we were talking about, it's like, a moral compass or where if like a lot of, a lot of Catholics and Christians think, cause I've been asked this, like I've told people like at work to Catholics and stuff like, no, I don't believe I I'm an atheist. And they're like, Oh, Diablo, you know, like w- w- you have no morals, you know, and like we all have a certain amount of morals and self conscious and like a heart, mm-hmm. you know, we're all human. That's where it comes from, compassion and stuff. It's just this stupid belief that God is the... That God is what you have to have to actually, like, that life insurance policy to mm-hmm. say, you know, don't sin, don't do this or that, and then you're going to the pearly gates. Yeah. And you guide your own hypocritical moral compass because of that belief. Or we lift it from mm-hmm. no deities, no belief whatsoever, are just compassionate and do things out of the kindness of our heart. Because it's... And it's that's where... The <laughs> simple thing that you it's treat... Funny that people think that. They're like, yeah, like, wow. Because it... Can't be a decent pe- person the regardless. Th- like, the thought that treating other people how you would want to be treated... Yes. Regardless of God or not. The thought... The fact that that thought is so foreign to so many people... I know, is right? almost unfathomable. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's, it's just sad. It really is because that you see it in animals all the time, and animals who a have lot no of believers think animals don't have no soul. They don't believe that. Yeah, they don't. They just think they're just animals that are meant to be fed, like to feed us, like consume, mm-hmm. and like, and yet they have more. But yet, when it and... comes to dogs and cats, and like, oh look, heart and compassion <laughs> and soul and character, I'm like, we all have. That. Yeah, animals are no different. And, yeah, it's, you know, you see videos all the time of, uh, you know, a lot of times it's of monkeys. You know, there's yeah, the picture right. of the monkey saving the dog from a fire. Um, Two there's a, coyotes were saving a badger mm-hmm. from a python. From, yeah, I and saw just that recently. Things like that. Like, how interesting. And, you know, there was, a few years ago, there was a kid, it was like a baby or a toddler, who fell into the gorilla pit at a mm. zoo. And, you know, you had Harambe several years ago who threw the kid around and they shot Harambe and things like that. How do these damn but, kids get into these gorilla pits without the parents, like, But in eye? this video, it was the gorilla that was nearby when the kid fell was a female. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that it's just the female gorillas that do this, but like it was a female gorilla. Maybe was, a motherly It instinct. was a mother. And the gorilla went over, picked up the boy, and then climbed up like the rails or the little fake mountain and everything and handed it, handed the kid back to its mom. Yeah. Because like it, it, that gorilla didn't know anything about God or that that's the it's right thing to do. It's a motherly instinct. Yeah. And it has... Like it wasn't even Vital doing it because it thought it was the right thing to do. It, you know, yeah. it's an yeah. instinct. Being nice and being kind, unless there is some sort of mental or psychological problem, right. being a decent human being isn't a far-fetched idea. It, it is yeah, nature. We can all be nice to each other mm-hmm. and respect each other, and you don't need any damn god to tell you otherwise. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Yeah. God. I mean, we're not pretending to be perfect. Far from it. But I take, you know, admiration to myself on occasion when I know that I'm living as authentic as I am. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to keep secret or hidden because there is no point. Yeah. And I don't believe in sins, so it's like, I live how I want, and I'm as I think it. So if you know me, then it's like, this is Christian. This is this. Yeah. You know? And when I do things, I do it out of the kindness of my heart. And I have no and I have no reason for it. I just do it because I know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to excuse it with, well, it's what Jesus would have done. Well, fuck Jesus. <laughs> or fuck your God. But I do it because I'm a human fucking being with a heart. And I think a lot of people, regardless if you do or do not believe, Mm-hmm. Just come on, like, do it. Yeah. If they if they think like you or not, or however the situation is, it doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. you know, we all can hold hands in this yeah time of crisis. And it's it's sad that it gets to the point, but you know, it sometimes a lot of non-believers do get to that point of fuck your god because it's not because yeah we hate your god. It, I don't have to hate something that doesn't exist. Yeah, believers would be very surprised at how little space God, hating God, takes up in non-believers' lives. Right. Because it's none. It's... Yeah. And that's another thing Edward always would argue. Like, you just hate God. Like, I can't hate something that's not there. You can't hate something that's not exist. And, like, I get the sentiment behind it, though, because I... there That is the case some of the time, and we'll get into some of that later. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, I guess for the vast majority of non-believers, it's not that we hate God because again, we can't hate something that doesn't exist. Right. That's but it, we're not non-believers because we despise whatever this is. What we despise is how these believers treat other people and how they go right. about doing things. You know, it's exactly. oh, when you say if you were to tell a non-believer if you were to be having this argument and all of a sudden you just went you had enough and you're just oh fuck your God. Oh, well, now you're discriminating against them by blaspheming and all this other stuff. Isn't it funny how but quickly it this, turns the table of, like, we're being marginalized or victimized. Yeah. Oh, well, you're stupid for not believing in God, and you're, you're, you're going to go to hell, and blah, 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 and they're just in your face. Well, fuck your God. Whoa, Whoa. let's have some respect here. We're, that's Give offensive. me a fucking like, break. Yeah, it's funny how this quickly you pull bullshit. that card out when you do it all the time to abusing other people's ideologies. Mm-hmm. That's what we hate. That's, That's what we hate. We don't hate Such God. Such standards. Yeah, yeah. It really isn't that. 
in the vast majority of cases, it's not that. We hate what believers do. Yeah. We hate, if you want to believe, And like fine. I said, we that have... comes about, like, not just strictly believing, mm-hmm. but your fundamental, your fundamental radicalization ideas and how you come about it and yes. your actions and your behavior because of it. And a lot of times with active church going makes you kind of feel superior and then belittle mm-hmm. other people and look down at them because you're doing your good deed, you're tithing, you're doing all this. Yeah. And a then lot, yeah. that's how, that's how that happens a lot of times. And it's, you know, no believer and this is really a lot of what we're talking about is on more on the atheist agnostic spectrum, not some other spectrums we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not that we, most atheists and agnostics don't want, our goal in life is to not convert as many believers into non-believers oh, as no. we can. Of course not. Most of us really couldn't care less. Yeah. True. If you want to believe, believe. Go for it. Whatever you need to do to Whatever you need to do to feel better about yourself, to feel better about life, to give you some comfort, whatever. I've told that to my mom about my brother, like, when that church couple took Mm -hmm. him to his rehab thing. I'm like, you know, for my brother's specific thing, whatever it takes for him. And everyone's different, like I said. And we're not here to say, no, I don't like that because he should be taking an atheist ground. Like, that's not for everybody, obviously. Yeah. And for my brother's situation, he needs to do what he needs to do. So I'm always about, you know... Hey, everyone's case is different. You got to do what you need to do. And if religion is what you need to do, that's fine. But yeah, exactly. It's to the point that it becomes so radicalized that you're mm-hmm. discriminating against others. Yeah. That's, that's the point where we have the issue. Yeah. And they like being the dogma that steps over people, mm-hmm. but they don't like sharing. Yeah. And they don't like being stepped on. And when they share or get stepped on, yeah. they get mad. Fairness. I feel like it is important to note that those type of people, there are going to be higher concentrations of that in different areas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The grand scheme of the number of believers overall to the number that actively live like that, discriminate against others for their belief in different gods or for their non-belief, things like that, is a small percentage of the total number of believers. It really is a small percentage. Yeah. Um, it's just more concentrated in certain places. It's more concentrated in places like the South. Yeah. It's that's more a concentrated word. throughout communities, even communities in more liberal areas of the United States, Chicago, and other places. Um, you're going to have little pockets of that. You know, there's pockets the, everywhere. The Middle East. You know, there's obviously the wars over the last twenty, thirty years have been because of a lot of the the fundamental radical. Uh, Muslims. Um, but the vast majority of believers, no matter what kind of God they believe in, aren't like that. Yeah. And that's something that we do need to recognize. A lot of atheists and agnostics, you know, we do recognize frequently that that is not the majority of believers. They're just the loudest. Right. That, that's uh, the You issue. make a very good point because I don't want our audience to assume, like, oh, this is how you see all, you know, no, that. There's obviously quiet people. There's loud people, and that's what you're saying. Like, and that's where we the smallest group in religion speaks the loudest in that. Mm-hmm. Regard. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah, the smaller percentage of believers in like mm-hmm. that get ninety percent of the airtime. We talk about like 
on one of our other podcast episodes about different religions in general, mm-hmm. practices and all that kind of stuff. We don't, we pretty much will, you know, bash on in a way or, you know, say what's up about all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think the ones that are more, the quieter ones, the, the not loud ones, mm-hmm. the more peaceful or like, kind of like stay on the side ones. Yeah. That we don't have to attack more because they're not an issue. And that, yeah. for example, Buddhism and like things like that. And like, I'm quiet about, I mean, that's a different issue, but like, <laughs> oh, actually, I won't bring it up. But um, and... in general, like, there are just some pockets of different beliefs and yes. stuff that are just loud in general. Yes. And then when that happens, we bring them up more, mm-hmm. and that's why Christianity, for instance, or and Muslims, I mean, it, get know, brought up more often. Because, mm. It goes off of where you live, to, too. And, yeah. you know, in, in the United States... Which is what we're... Yeah. The, the biggest the biggest religion is Christianity, by yeah. a long shot. In the nation, yeah. You know, you so group we talk together, about that more than other ones. Yeah, you group together Catholicism, Protestantism, uh, a couple of the other ones... Yeah. Christianity is by far the largest religion in the country. Yeah. And so that's that's what we're going to pick on. Unfortunately, whether it comes across as picking on or not, it's not necessarily intentional. Exactly. But it's what's most present here. Yeah. And it's, that's just how it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um. So, pantheism. Oh, definitely. The belief in Peter Pan. <laughs> yes, Aaron, I quite like oh. pantheism um i cook uh with uh non non-stick uh, pans myself <laughs> and oh, peanut gosh. butter peanut pan peanut butter peter pan <laughs> peanut butter peter pan big peanut fan butter. of that uh those are practices and rituals for pantheism are they <sighs> i think i have a different definition than no you are you sure that's not are so, you sure i'm pretty sh- oh. pretty damn I was really dead on. I thought that was what pantheism. So pantheism was. is probably the smallest out of atheism, agnosticism, spiritualism, and pantheism. Pantheism is probably the smallest. Yeah. Um, but pantheism is the view that God and nature, or God and the cosmos, mm. are one and the same. The vast majority of pantheists don't believe in the supernatural. Right. They don't believe in God outside the confines of nature or science. More of a mother nature, natural selection yeah, type of organic, it's, just it is what it is. Yeah. And that is God force in its own way. You'll you'll have some pantheists who do believe that like everything is God and like every like they will believe in a supernatural power or a cognizant power to nature. Like, oh, nature is purposely doing this or mother nature is punishing well, us with this that's... hurricane and stuff. Oh, okay. So not supernatural like activity. But I mean, it's more like there is the a supernatural... sort of supernatural reason mm-hmm. for natural occurrences. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Like, oh well the hurricanes are here because taking revenge. Right. Stuff like that. I get um <laughs> so that that there's a reason for it all. Essentially, pantheism just summed up is pantheism. Pantheism is the view that God and nature are one and the same. Right. right That's right, right, right. pretty simple. Um, and then we get into spirituality, 
Um, that is arguably the broadest form of non-belief. Mm. Just because, I mean, really, you could say the same thing about atheism and agnosticism to a certain extent, but really, I feel like if you went to 10 people who were spiritual, or 100 people who were spirit, who claimed to be spiritual, and you went up to ask them what that means, you would probably get 100 different answers. If you asked 100 that's people. very true, because more often now than, you know, it's like you had, like, different definitive branches of, like, different churches and stuff yeah and then non-denomination starts coming around so mm-hmm. it's kind of like this uh smorgasbord of stuff and, and then it's like i'm just <laughs> spiritual because it's getting looser spirituality really get. is the non-denominational form of agnos- atheism and agnosticism pretty much because like it's i feel like that is their version the, of life insurance in a way it kind of is um they don't want to be married to any one belief system or to right. one dogma um, say hey we have a creator and i'm gonna go to heaven anyway so. and i feel like a lot of i feel like it's the stereotypical millennial and Absolutely. gen z belief to be spiritual but not religious to believe in some form of higher power but i don't like organized religion and i say it in this mocking I, tone i don't intend to but i'm about to say like so i don't know if that's always like i know it's becoming more of a bigger thing and stuff i don't know if i dislike that answer more than i guess that's in a way a semi-step towards a better direction then it's such a cop-out like it's a cop-out and i don't mean to offend like this is the one thing this is the one form of non-belief that a i would argue isn't really a form of non-belief in a lot of definitions but it really is but that's the thing and i don't again i don't mean to offend anybody when i say it's stupid I, I really, you can really say it's don't. stupid if you think it's stupid. But it's fucking stupid. I'm sorry. And like I say this, my girlfriend is spiritual but not religious. And we've had many discussions over this. Oh, I thought she was atheist. I mean, she's agnostic, but she feels like there's something out there. I know so Anyways. many people like that that I've turned atheist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she, she doesn't believe in God, but she believes, you know, unity in Rick and Morty? Right. Something kind of like that. She's young. Give her but time. <laughs> it, it, you know, spiritual but, but not religious. Cool, but, spiritual know. but not religious. It really is the stereotypical millennial Gen Z belief nowadays. And yeah. my problem with it is that it's it really is a cop out. You're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting the best. Oh yeah, pick of, a lane type of thing. You're pick getting the best of non-belief. By not binding yourself to any specific god, any specific liturgy, any set of belief system or observances or anything like that. You're getting all the best of that. But you're also getting the best of the believer's side of it. Because, A, you're not getting... You're freeing yourself of the discrimination of actively being a non-believer, of actively being an atheist or an agnostic because oh well because you tell someone oh i'm spiritual but i'm not religious most religious people are going to go oh you're just finding your way through the holy spirit or you're finding your way through god you'll come around eventually you're freeing yourself of the discrimination right that true non-believers receive yeah in the workplace in their families things like sure that. you're freeing yourself of that 
So you're getting that big benefit of belief. And then there's also the life insurance aspect of it. Yeah. You're taking the life insurance of, oh, well, I don't really believe in any of these organized religions, but in case there's something out there, right. I'm going to not say I don't believe in it, so I might have a better chance of getting into heaven if it exists. But I don't know. Ha ha ha. Exactly. That fucking pisses me <laughs> off. Okay. Fuck you. Fuck that and fuck you. I'm sorry. This is one of those things I get heated about. They find a window to like literally be not, they can't be offended or be offended by anything or anybody. It's, it's the, you, you remember <laughs> what they always goat. told us in church in high school about being lukewarm? You don't want to be lukewarm. Then that's like well, a whole puddle. Fuck me if they weren't right. Because <laughs> God damn it, they were right. You don't want to be lukewarm. You either need to be in all the way or not at all. Yeah, we've talked about and that. And I do Pick believe yeah. they, all those high school, uh, <laughs> Sunday school teachers, thank you. Because <laughs> you were fucking right about something throughout all that time. And that was it. Don't be lukewarm. Spiritual but not religious are the lukewarm of non-believers. Yeah. And I hate it. I don't hate them. I feel like that's important to say because I'm so heated right now. <laughs> I do not hate people who are spiritual but not religious. I hate that that, that you is are an spiritual option. and not religious. I hate that that is that was a an thing. option for you. Yeah, yes. I guess. Yeah. I hate that that I hate that you're getting the benefits of not believing in anything. But, and I know this is unfair and this is selfish to a certain degree, but I hate that you're getting the benefits of not believing without getting all the other shit from your workplace and your family that come along well, with like, actually being a non-believer. And it's like they can do, they can go about, see, for us, it's like any actions we take are our actions and mm -hmm. we own up to them. Yeah. They don't have to own up to anything, I guess. Whatever I they mean, do any, is just like... Mm. Any form of believers, spiritualist included, yeah, don't have to. I mean, they have the option, yeah, of blaming it on well, God well, told me to, or the universe right. told me to, or something like this that. This was God's sign. I can always pray or confess, I can always do this, this, this. Yeah. They don't take ownership of really anything. Yes. We have to take ownership, yeah, because we pay our own, be path. it because we made the active decision to, right. or voices or whatever yeah we have nothing as non-believers we have nothing back to fall up fall right. on as other than i made a bad decision or right. you either own up to the mistakes or whatever mm -hmm. or you take pride in your own good deeds and stuff like that but like yeah. for them it's like whatever i do you know it could be divine intervention it could just be you're leaving yourself open to those possibilities. Yeah. And that's... It's and a cop-out. No ownership to that. It's a cop-out, like and I don't like it. I get that. Okay. And I wasn't planning on getting that heated about that topic, but it does steam me, because... The steams. It... It... it mm. <laughs> Anything Moving, else you'd like to expand? I will say no. that yeah. the uh, pantheist and the spiritualist... It's those two categories that you'll usually find the people who are really into um, astrology. You know, the zodiac sure. signs. Earthbound. And, oh, 
that makes sense because she's a Libra. Or, oh, I don't like cancers. Or, oh, I can't the be in a relationship with a Virgo. Thing. What's up with that bull? That's, we could do a whole other episode topic on we that. We should, but because that, may, that makes me mad. Like, I'll say that you're oh, pantheist you're a, and oh. you're spiritualist. That's where you're most likely to find the astrology believers. My chakras don't say no. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So that's... I get you. You know, and I will say, like, that's... I view that, they don't usually, but I view that as a form of a higher power, supreme being type thing. Sure. And that's... Some sort of omnipresence type. That's what I'll say, deal. you know, pantheist a little less so, but both of, both pantheist and spiritualist, that's... They're in that gray area of non-belief because... They're in a stepping stone to non-belief that they're just not wanting to step there to the next... You know, we have that key thing of what is non-belief. Non-belief is the lack of belief in deities and, quote, parentheses, to a certain extent, the lack of belief in the supernatural. And, like, oh, that's, it's that supernatural, it's that to a certain extent, because to a certain extent, yeah, that is supernatural. And that's, I... I really appreciate the argument that the super, believing in something like that, believing in the supernatural, makes you kind of a not believer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now we're to the point to where why do people not believe? <laughs> um. In a lot of ways that's cut and dry, but a lot of ways it can be a little bit. A lot of ways it's, it. You know, we already said everyone, every non-believer, goes through every non-believer. I'll say pantheist and spiritualist, maybe not. Um, every atheist and agnostic, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. You have a very. I feel like there are very few, who grow up like that. Mm. You know, you do have non-believing families. You really do. Yeah. Um, Pendulet. Raising his kids uh, in a secular, non-believing household. If Bill Maher or Ricky Gervais had kids. <laughs> um, That's two more to add. So they're definitely non-believing families for Yanni sure. Depp, yeah. But, you know, the road to non-belief, it is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, usually it's a an ongoing process, starting from... A young age a lot of times, but it doesn't always have to start at a young age. I would say very few times, I would say, is it a sudden thing. Very like, few times is there one moment, one occurrence, one occasion. That could be a vice versa, like from a non-believer to, oh, I believe because of this. Mm -hmm. Or a believer to, well, I don't because of this i feel like yeah. it's a much bigger occurrence from non-belief to belief because of a certain occurrence okay than it is from belief to non-belief yeah yeah no, I, I agree with you on that yeah because like for everyone every non-believer has that one thing that believers will point to and say that's why you don't believe everyone mm -hmm. you know for for me my grandfather oh watching him go through alzheimer's and died that's you don't believe because of that. 
or yeah, you, and, you and your baby or yeah, anything exactly. else. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't believe because of that. You're mad at God or you're mad because, because God let that happen. So you, you're just saying you don't believe in him. You're mad. Yeah. There are instances where that is true. There are instances where that happens. Well, sure. Understandably so. A lot of times I feel like those people will eventually go back. Like that's all of these lifetime original movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's those in real life, you know. Oh, my wife died 30 years ago and I, I hate God now. And then this new drifter comes through your town, almost dies, and you suddenly see the face of God again. A lot of the people who don't believe because of a certain specific event eventually yeah. go back to belief. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your long-term non-believers, it is a very long process that in the grand scheme of things has nothing to do with whatever that event may be. Yeah. Everyone has shit that happens in their lives. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, did my grandfather's going through Alzheimer's have an effect on how I viewed God? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, did it have an effect on... Did Was it the thing that didn't... That, you know, just stuck the pin in my non-belief? No. Of course. Again, right. it I was a very long process. There were a lot of questions that I had that research and college religion classes and all right. that... Right. Absolutely. I answered over that two or three year period and you know it is that another feather in my non-believing cap absolutely because any god that would put someone through alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or cancer or anything like that miscarriage whatever yeah that god can go fuck if they live they could go fuck themselves Absolutely. absolutely if there is no reason whatsoever. Reason. There, there is no justifiable reason for that. No. And while that is not the reason, that is definitely another reason that I can say God, your God can go fuck himself. Yeah. But it's not the reason. Sure. That's no, no, no. the key. Why do people not believe? You ask 100 non-believers, there's going to be 100 answers. Everyone's reason for not believing is unique. Right. And like we were talking about like simply um for me for instance, like being naturally just having a more open mind in mm-hmm. general, always seeking like knowledge truth and knowledge and history and facts and science and relying on those and having value in other mm-hmm. you know, leaders like you know, like just in general, like that's enough for me yeah. to help not believe. Yeah, it's cut and dry. I don't need religion. I don't need a god if he mm-hmm. did or did not exist. It's just simple. Like people are like, yeah, you can't, you don't pray. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? Pray to myself sometimes. <laughs> like, I am my, I am I, you know, paved my path type thing. I own up to my mistakes, and mm-hmm. it's always a bumpy road. But you do what you gotta do, and if I fall short, it's all on me. Yeah. So if I prayed, it's for myself. Yeah. yeah. To do better. It's quite simple. If I do anything good, I take credit for myself. If I do something wrong, I own up to mistakes because of me. Because in a way, you are, in any believer, you are your own God. Exactly. Because you are the master of your own own fate. 
your own fate. You know, you it's choose. That's not to say that you know any non believer. Yeah, but sure. But and that's not to say that you know. Oh, well, I'm my own god. Well, I'm omnipotent and I'm amazing and all this. Well, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. But you are your own god in the sense that you are the master of your own fate. Exactly. You, you control your destiny. Yeah. What you want out of life and what your mm-hmm. goals are and stuff is up to you. Is up to you. Nothing else. And so you can't in that pray sense, for it. absolutely, you gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's for us both. It's why do we not believe it's about knowledge? It really, and is. it's about it's about knowledge and it's about proof. Yeah, there is no proof. There's no objective proof in the existence of gods or deities or anything like that. And we've and, seen what in person what belief does do to people. Mm-hmm. Hip, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, judgment, and, and yeah. just shit like that, and. So we know and it's, it's the not, pros and cons of yeah. either side of things. And we both, you know, that's not to say that at times, you know, we were very ardent believers. You know, we yeah. went to the church camps. We felt the presence of God and things like that. But we, we thought we did. Because of knowledge, yeah. we now know that that is a uh, sympathy pains kind of thing mm-hmm. from other people. It, it's a chemical reaction in the brain. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You know, exactly. When you and feel we, like we recognize that now, you get hyped up in church choir or something yeah. like that. It's just it makes you feel good, and that it gives you a false sense of community and togetherness, yeah. and like just it gives you a very real sense of that. Yeah, but, it, but like, all of that together gives you a very it gives you a false positive yeah. in your brain of the sense of something higher. Yeah, exactly. And we felt that we get it. Mm-hmm. You know. But we have the knowledge now, because of research, to know what that is, to be able to recognize what that is. That's what it's about for us. But for a non-believer that our listeners may know, go ask them. It might not be that for them. That could be completely different. But go find out. Yeah. Most non-believers don't mind talking about non-belief and about religion and things like that they it's don't that want the to talk about don't usually want to hear it yeah they don't yeah. want to, it to be controversial they don't right. you know they don't want it to be ugly it's just like talking about politics people exactly. usually don't mind talking about what they believe in it's that everyone makes a big deal out of it yeah so that's that's the big thing mm-hmm. um we already talked about morals you know, just morals don't come from God. Right, of course not. You treat people how you want to be treated. That's not a novel concept. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's part of evolution. You know, it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Be it evolution as humans or other people or other animals or things like that. Because, I mean, we're all animals. Yeah. We're just... We have more capabilities than other animals do, but we're still animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it really is just a part of nature, yeah. whether people want to admit it or not. Um, and you know, a lot of non-believers, you know, it, religion is bad, or even believers who don't like organized religion. Yeah, I mean, there are so many religious wars over the thousands of years. Oh my god. So many religious wars. There's um, a reason to be a non well, Look at the wars. All claim to be religion. religious wars. A lot of them are deeply more actually about something else. But they got people to fight for them because of religion. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, there have been things done in the name of atheism that have been not so hot either. Sure. Bad. You know, um, the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc, the Soviet Union was an atheist state. Mm. Um, they had anti-religious laws and purges that resulted in estimated 12 million plus deaths of religious people, of clergy, of practicing believers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and that's not to mention the millions and millions and millions more who were tortured, jailed, sure. things like that, yeah. be- specifically because of their religion. Yeah. Um, in the name of non-belief. That's not cool. Yeah, that's not... Of course it's not. Um, the same kind of thing has happened in China, um, is happening in China, honestly. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it's very similar... A lot, most communist states, the Latin America communist states are a little bit different, but most, you know, the two big ones, uh, but the communist states in Europe and Asia usually are atheist states, mm. um, officially atheist, and have varying laws outlawing or prohibiting or allowing religion in some form. But usually when they do allow religion, it is a very. Uh, the church controls what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't openly practice religion. You can't have things like that. And that's, again, that's not good. Yeah. Everyone needs to be free to... Express themselves. Believe and, and express and how they want exactly. to. As long as it's not harming others. Yeah, exactly. And and being in you know pro-atheist sort of ish situation that's harming others. Yeah. It, that, that's... And, you know, they'll say the Soviet Union and China, whatever, they'll say, oh, well, their belief is, their belief will spark revolution, it'll spark hatred, it'll spark wars, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can make viable arguments for that, sure, but you can, you can control that. You know, the mm-hmm. religions can control that by and large. Um, yeah. There are times where it'll get out of control, but that's relatively... That's a relatively small percentage of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 that freedom. You have to have that freedom of and from religion. Both it, it both is the key. It really is. But you know it, the vast. I feel like there are a lot more religious wars than there are atheist wars. I feel like there are a lot more religious persecution. Well, of course there is. Than atheist persecution. Oh yeah, always. But. You're going to have fundamentalists on both sides. Yes. That's the big thing. That's true. No side is entirely good. Very few sides are entirely evil, but no side is and entirely like, good. We, that's with anything. Yeah, I mean, literally anything. Yeah. No, there's never one side that's just like a polished turd. You're always going to have people who take it, <laughs> is, it yeah. whatever it is. You're going to have people take it too far. Yeah. In some form or fashion. Exactly. There's always a bad apple in the bunch. Of and, you know, you have your anarcho-atheists and all sorts of other little groups here and there. Yeah. There's a radical version of There's a radical anything. version of everything. Anything and everything. Yeah. Um, but the, the important thing is the vast majority, vast, vast majority on both sides are not like that. Yeah. Um, and it... 
I would want to encourage all of our listeners, if you are a believer, A, we hope we haven't offended you. That was not our intention. We, we call it like we see it. We call it like we see it. We get very We're a lot tamer than Bill Maher and a lot of <laughs> some some sure. other non-believers are. Um, but if you are a listener of ours and if you've made it this far, God bless you. <laughs> um, you probably, whether you know it or not, you, you know someone who is a non-believer. If you know who that person is, talk to them about it. Ask them simple questions. Be nice to them. Be nice to them. Don't get if if you. I encourage conversation. Conversation is always good. Yeah, decent conversation. Not like, don't don't try to go right. asking them questions to convert them. Exactly. And know that most likely they are not going to try to convert you. Yeah, that's true. Just learn more about what they believe. Yeah. Learn more about why they believe it. What was their journey to non-belief? Mm-hmm. Did they start out non-believers? Were they raised in a non-believing household? If they were raised in a believing household, what? How did the process start to non-belief? You know, was it gradual? Was it one thing? Did they just kind of fall out of religion in college and then never go back? What was it? Ask. I it. It'll be interesting if you know more than one person. You're probably going to get completely different answers. Yeah. So. We would love to know everyone's thoughts on our episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you have any questions of your own, if there's something you feel we didn't get quite right, um, send us yeah. a message. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Instagram, Millennials with Max Podcast. Twitter, 1990s Babies. We're on YouTube. As always, we're on Anchor. Yeah. Um, like, subscribe, share, do your thing, boo. Any parting words? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye.